the Leadership Lessons Podcast, hosted by Pastor Daniel Williams, a podcast to encourage and equip church leaders. Brought to you by eeleaders.com. Well, it's good having you back with us for another episode, episode 15. Today, we're going to talk about the ways of the cross. It has been so great learning, uh, just gleaning wisdom and learning uh, information from all these godly leaders that are participating in this podcast. I just want to give a big shout out to all those who have participated, all of those are doing that, giving me one piece of advice, videos, interviews, guest lessons. It is awesome to be able to have people you roll with that you respect and to be able to just ask them questions as we're gonna have another interview today. Uh, It's the end of May and I'm really excited because this means my kids are out of school. That's right, they go to a Christian school and they get out usually about a week or two earlier before the public schools do. They have to go, obviously during the summer, a little early as well, but they get out uh, before, so people are like still going to school and they're gonna be able to sleep in it. And just let me just say, sleeping in is the best. But I have to adjust my schedule uh, for summer. Um, I love having my kids around and being on summer break, and so I adjust my schedule to be more around them. And uh, you know, summer schedule is just a game changer. Uh, I have to adjust it, and it's a good thing. And it sort of thinks about, I think about sort of the adjustment of summer coming up. Uh, maybe you're already there or maybe it's coming up in a few weeks for you. Um, but, but I think it's an important thing uh, to think about when we talk about the ways of the cross. Uh, I was reminded of this sort of parallel or uh, summer schedule to the ways of the cross because um, so many times uh, as a Christian, you're on a different schedule than the world. You're in a different pattern, right? You're living your life in the ways of Jesus, not in the ways of the world. And Jesus ask us to do this. He asks us to follow him uh, and his ways are not of this world. He says in Matthew 7, 13 and 14, enter by the narrow gate for the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction. And those who enter it are many. There's a whole plethora of people doing their own thing, uh, being their own God, following the ways of the world and a part of the culture, which the world would say is normal. But Jesus tells us, for the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life. And those who find it are few. But there is a remnant. There are believers. There are people that are following Jesus. That are, Their citizenship is not in the U.S. Or, or in South America or even in this world. It's a heavenly citizenship. And, and we are doing something totally different. But this different is a good thing. And so... I don't know, maybe I'm stretching it, but I'm just thinking about how I'm going to be having a different schedule and it's a little bit different and, and sometimes they can contradict what everyone is doing, but it doesn't mean it's a bad thing. I'm loving it. Uh, this is going to be the first week of sleeping in, not taking my kids to school and it really, uh, following Jesus' ways, they may be contradictory to the world. Uh, they may not be going against, uh, going. they may be going against the grain, maybe everyone's doing something different but it's still a good way. And Jesus promises when we follow him, man, it may be hard, but they give life. It leads to life. And so uh, I thought about this because today we're going to talk about the ways of the cross. And I'm going to do an interview with Pastor Josiah Grays from the Exchange Church on this topic. And 
we're going to discuss the implications of this reality of how the ways of the cross are actually life-giving to us, how we should be going against the world, against the grain, and following the ways of Jesus. And when we do, we are blessed. And so here's the interview with my friend, Josiah Grace. Well, hey, everyone. I'm here with my friend and sushi buddy, mm -hmm. Josiah Graves. And uh, we're, today we're going to talk about the ways of the cross in ministry. And so before we get into our subject today, Josiah, would you just explain who you are and some of the ministry experience and what you're doing now, right now with your life? Yeah. Um, so my wife and I are born and raised in Southern California. Yeah. We grew up there for you know 20 years, went to the Calvary Chapel Costa Mesa High School, the, her whole lives, the church. And then um, we met a pastor in Austria. Asked us to pray about moving to Florida, so we did. We moved to South Florida when, when I was 20 and she was 21, newly married. And um, we started working at Calvary Chapel Fort Lauderdale for eight and a half years. Uh, after that, during that time, we just felt the call for a lot of years. We felt the call to plant a church. And um, so we planted a church here in South Florida in Deerfield Beach. And uh, our launch day was in January. And as we're filming this, it's now April. So we've been going at it now for just a few months. That's amazing. Yeah. And uh, you're a bivocational pastor, and so what do you do for your other job and other ministry and work and stuff like that? Yeah, so my last day at uh, Calvary on staff was July 30th. Since then, I, I've probably had five jobs. I was a delivery boy, I landscaper. <laughs> um, I worked for like a pool company for about three months. Yeah. Uh, a hurricane hit last, last fall, um, which really set back my, my job. Um, so during that time, I was out of work and kind of like upset. Like we just left our job, you know, at a church uh -huh. um, just to be hit by a hurricane and not have a job. And during that time, God really faithfully provided. And uh, I was sort of working for four kids. It's a foster care agency here in South Florida. Yeah. And so I was working there full time um, since October. And I just went to part time uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, and it's been it's been the best fit ever. I do church engagement. So yes. I'm trying to be an ambassador for kids to all the churches. And it's easy. I believe in the church and I believe in, in foster care. And, and really, it's kind of the greatest extension of the gospel. Yeah. So it's been a really good fit. It's amazing how God provides opportunities for us to serve Him in different capacities. Four Kids is such a great ministry impact in our area for so long. Mm -hmm. Now you get to team up with them. They get to pay some of your bills. You get to use some of that money to free you up to do ministry to preach the gospel. It's just amazing. Like I've I've had amazing opportunities and experiences and mm -hmm. work like that. Um, the oddest job I ever had. Well, not the oddest job I ever had, but while I've been because I'm still in bivocational. Yeah. Uh, one of the my jobs was not valet parking, that wouldn't be an odd one, but yeah. wearing a suit and selling women's shoes for a living. Hey! Yes. There you so go. <laughs> I worked at Boca Raton uh, Bloomingdale's uh, selling women's shoes for a living. Nice. It was amazing. There you it go. It was great. But God provides, mm -hmm. and, and, he, and He does this in sort of weird ways, and that's why I sort of want to bring up this topic of the ways of the cross, because the ways of the kingdom are not the ways of the world. Uh, God, in His rule and reign, Jesus, just tells us to do things that are so different than what we would expect, mm -hmm. like sell women's shoes for a living or do, do pools or mm -hmm. about like just whatever it may be, but yet at the same time he uses those things for opportunities. And I was at your um, Good Friday service, mm -hmm. your first ever Good Friday yeah, service. Yeah. It's pretty awesome to be able to just support you and be fed and um, celebrate Good Friday. But even that is a sort of what a paradox of the kingdom. We call mm -hmm. Friday where Christ died brutally, um, just his death, good mm -hmm. and, and that's sort of the ways of the kingdom the ways of the cross and that's what we want to talk about mm -hmm. and that's why i thought it would be good for you to share with us um just the ways of the cross and how that relates to ministry and so before we get into even like questions like that could you give us like a little bit of a a context of how you share just the paradox of the cross and how 
crazy that is? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's funny, when I was like in my early 20s, I read a book, um, or I guess a, a sermon by a guy named Robert Murray McShane, I think. Oh yeah. Um, and he died at 29, and he was a guy that was just, a, I'm 29, so it's a little weird. Yeah. Um, but he's a powerful teacher, preacher, I've read like a lot of his sermons, and he wrote one on like the paradox of the cross. And so it's probably like seven or eight years ago I read that, and that just has like been stirring in my mind, and, and I think more people develop that in some mm-hmm. ways. Um, but we, yeah, we looked at Good Friday as like Good Friday. Like how, how, is, how is the day that God died and the day that you see kind of the, the wickedness of mankind, yeah. murder their God, murder their Savior, how is that good? Yeah. And so we try to talk about it in that light, um, you know, because it really is like the, the greatest day in the world, the, the day that Jesus died for our sins and atoned for our sins is also the most wicked day of mankind. Yeah. And, um, and so we try to look at it from a couple of different ways because, um, you know, how can something be beautiful? and disgusting at the same time. Mm-hmm. How can something be, be glorious and, and evil at the same time? And uh, you know, a guy named D.A. Carson wrote a book called Scandalous. It's all about the cross. Yeah. And he tries to answer the question, how can God be loving and, and just all powerful and just all good? And how can he be holy and just at the same time? Mm-hmm. So how can someone be gracious and justice at the same time? Yeah. Um, and that's a, it's a fun thing to think through because it's like, how can God forgive the sins of the world but be just? I know. And it's like, it's like impossible. It's a paradox. You go, yeah. you can't do that. But the cross really is the only answer. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the way that God punished sin and judged sin. And it's the way that he was completely, you know, gracious to us at the same time. So kind of looking at the cross from that, that paradox of it's beautiful and it's ugly. Uh, it's God's justice and it's God's grace all yeah. at the same time. Yeah. And so that's why I wanted to sort of dig deeper into that subject about ministry and the ways of the cross, the ways of God's kingdom, they are sort of a paradox. They're different than our, our flesh would say mm-hmm. to go. It's like, you know, that's why Jesus said, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Mm-hmm. Like turn 180, yeah. stop going this way, go this way, and that's where you find life. Mm-hmm. And so for us just as ministry leaders, why do you think it's so important for us to continually look at the cross and the ways of the God's kingdom um, for us to to do ministry. Mm-hmm. Why is that important for us? I mean, you know, you lead a church and I think, I think one of the main things we do as leaders is trying to keep the main thing, the main thing. Yeah. And, um, people are constantly want to fight battles that don't really pertain to us or they're trying to implement or spend lots of man hours on things that aren't going to really advance the kingdom. Uh-huh. And so I think a lot of our job is just trying to keep the cross just center of everything we do. Keep it the focus, keep it the foundation, the goal, like everything. Yeah. Um, and so as leaders, I, I really think that we're trying to preach, you know, Jesus Christ and crucified and resurrected. And yeah. um, we're just trying to always keep that center of everything we do. And it, it's hard because our hearts are prone to kind of start with the cross and move from the cross. Like we graduated, like the cross was good for me when I first got saved. But I don't need it, you know, 10 years, 20 years down the road. Mm-hmm. And I think I have that tendency in my heart yeah. is to act like, okay, well, let me move on to greater things. But what is greater than the cross, you know? And so I, I think that as leaders, we're trying to constantly keep that the center of everything we do. Because it's easy in, in 2018 to get distracted by the next church trend or next thing happening. And we just want to keep Jesus center of everything we do and our focus on Him. And the love of Christ compels us. And we see that the love of Christ was greatly displayed on the cross. Yeah. And so if that's what compels us, then we want to look to that compelling source, which is the cross. Yeah, I love what Tim Keller says. He says about the gospel, the gospel isn't just the the ABCs Mm -hmm. and you move on with your life. It's the A through Z. Exactly. It's it's our filter. It's our worldview. And Colossians 1 says that we're to grow Mm -hmm. in the gospel Mm -hmm. and it's continually expanding in our heart. And so how do you as a church leader and even as, um, you know, leading other people, do you 
do you set rhythms and patterns for you to regularly do this? And to give you an example, like yeah. for example, one thing that we do at Redemption Church is we um, take communion every Sunday. Mm. And so we, I know for me, my message is I want uh, Jesus to be glorified and for you to see Jesus in everything that we do. And mm -hmm. so um, it's real easy for me to teach and to bring up the cross That's and great. to bring up the gospel mm -hmm. and the power of the Lord, even if it's in the Old Testament, mm -hmm. the New Testament, Jesus has found the text. And so mm. it's a regular rhythm that we partake in communion mm. so that way we're focused on the ways of God and His grace. Mm -hmm. um, what are some things that you do regularly in your, in your own heart, maybe? Maybe not. Yeah. A, a, yeah. Maybe we'll get in a yeah. grand scale of yeah, like yeah. the church, but what about just you practicing regularly? What yeah. Um, well, it's funny. I mean, by no means am I an expert in like keeping the cross center. I think that's just like a, it's a, it's a direction we're trying to run in yeah. more than like a goal we've attained, you uh -huh. know? So it's not like we've arrived. It's not like we, we do this perfectly. Um, you know, we really try to, even in kids ministry, it's funny. We use something called a gospel project uh -huh. and I love it. Like I read some of the stories. It's like, I like steal from my kids ministry sermons. I'm like yeah. for my sermon. Are the um, Jesus storybook oh my, Bible? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So good. <laughs> so good. So it's funny when you read these, we're trying to just keep Jesus and the gospel and the cross in a sense, just center of everything. So whether it's teaching our little kids, it's not don't lie. It's God is truth and you're made in God's image. So yeah. be a truth bearer. Yeah. You know, it's, it's almost trying to always get back to our identity in Jesus and the cross. So I think it's something like Hebrews 3.12 says, like, exhort one another daily, lest yeah. anyone be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. And that word, like, is preach. So we're, in a sense, trying to just preach to one another daily and preach the cross to each other daily. So to be completely honest, I think well, before we planted our church, we started with prayer meetings in our home yeah. and that was foundational. Uh -huh. um, the, the three people that were coming, then the five and like the seven, uh, then like maybe the 10 to 15 if we were lucky. Oh man, but like, God, like, yeah. double digits. Right. Yeah. Uh, not always. Uh, <laughs> but those prayer meetings, I think shaped who we are and how we want to do ministry mm -hmm. as, uh, you know, flowing from seeking the spirit and the spirit, bringing us back to Jesus. And yeah. so we started with prayer meetings at our house to prayer walks around Deerfield. And, and that was really sweet. And then once we finally got into a, like a school where we hold our service, we have a team now that prays, um, every week and, and we've like announced it. We're trying to encourage people to come to that. Um, because we really want to, we don't want to just do service and go through the rhythms and motions of like set up and tear down. And, yeah. um, I think that the prayer with that group, and then we come together and we have like a large prayer. I think that's really kind of kept the focus of why we're doing what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, we really don't want to just gather people and then let them leave and see them next week. Um, so we think that prayer kind of captures our hearts to know like, who do I need to talk to? Who do I need to reach out to? Who can I invite into my community group? Um, who can I get coffee with this week? And prayer kind of like it kind of puts everything back in perspective yeah. and brings it back to, man, Jesus reached us and now let us reach others. Yeah. No, I love that because even in like locally in our area, um, through Church United, we do a lot of like uh, rhythms of fasting and praying the first Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And so we just have taken that as a church that every first Wednesday we fast, we mm -hmm. pray and, you know, just skip your lunch, take this time. And we're not only doing it as a church, but as a community. Mm -hmm. And um, it just, like you said, prayer is that, you know, I've heard it defined that prayer is just aligning your heart up with God, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and it's when you align your heart up with God, you know, you get to know the ways of God mm -hmm. and walk in those things. And so um, what about what about you? What are some rhythms for you as a leader that you do uh, certain things, whether it be Sabbath, Bible reading, like what what things do you have you found helpful to just keep your heart fresh with the cross? Yeah, well, that's really good. Um, <laughs> I guess there's a couple ways I. Um, Man, I almost don't know how to answer this one. I know. Um, 
I mean, obviously we have the, the same spiritual disciplines. Not, I'm not doing anything unique. I don't think that the Bible describes, right? Like we are, you know, I am in the Word, trying to be in prayer, trying to get away from things. And, and just, you know, when you have a toddler at home, you crave just, you know, 15 minutes of quiet time. Yeah. And so my wife and I will try to maybe, you know, just switch or go on a walk or just whatever we can do to get alone with the Lord. Um, I think something that I'm finding refreshment in is, is like I like to, so we have like our team leaders and our team coordinators and I think I have this burden right now to check in on them and as they cross center with me, first of all, mm-hmm. and then, you know, inviting people into that. Um, but also just making sure that it begins with our leaders. And so um, I don't want to ever want to feel like I'm just like cracking the whip and it's like, we have a mission to do, go, go. And yet like people are bruised and wounded and limping. And, and so we're trying to like really follow through with our, our guy leaders. My wife calls them the girl leaders and, and just checking on where they're at mm-hmm. and are they enjoying the Lord and are we enjoying the Lord and can they see that? And is it being... Um, but I think that's kind of been shaping our, our culture of like, it starts with us, you know, and we yeah. want to lead out of a place of brokenness and yet power. And that goes back to kind of the paradox of the cross yeah. is like, we are broken people that we mess up and fail and fall short all the time. And yet we are more than conquerors in Christ. Mm-hmm. And so we're trying to like, not be, we don't want to be arrogant as we lead. Um, so we want to walk humbly and walk like in a sense with a limp but also be reminded of the fact that, you know, we have the same power that rose Jesus from the grave lives in us. Yeah. And so we're, I think that's like the paradox of the cross too we're trying to, trying to walk in. Yeah, I, lo- I love what Jesus said in Luke chapter 9, verse 23 through 25. He said to them all, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. Mm-hmm. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses or forfeits himself. Hmm. Uh, would you talk to us a little bit about the blessing of this paradox, walking in the ways of God rather than the ways of the world, the philosophies of man? Because it does creep up in the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, church growth books come out, all this different stuff that sort of, you ha- you sort of have to have discernment because mm-hmm. the goals could be good, but how you obtain those goals. Mm-hmm. Galatians says if you walk in the flesh, you'll reap corruption, but mm-hmm. if you walk in the spirit, you'll produce life. And so mm-hmm. as you know, your team and you are doing that with prayer meetings, with checking in, with having ministries and overflow. How is it, how has that benefited you just as a church leader? Uh, I mean, tremendously. I mean, um, you know, we're humbled right now by what the Lord's been doing at our church. Like really are. We, yeah. we don't think that we're smart enough or, you know, strategic enough to see what the Lord's already doing. Um, you know, I think by keeping, again, the main thing, the main thing, just keeping on the gospel, on Jesus, on genuine love, on this idea that knowledge will puff up, but love edifies. And so we're trying to like remind our team of that constantly, remind our team of the spiritual warfare we're facing. I think by keeping those things in the forefront of all of our minds, and it's not, it really isn't about the numbers. It's, it's about the health. It's about the fruit. Um, so, you know, I think the greatest piece of advice we ever got, you know, is the guy that we both respect from Chuck Smith. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Chuck said, I want the best loved and best fed sheep. Uh-huh. And that's kind of like our heart, I think, in the process. And then we're trying to, you know, ask our leaders to fight for that as well. Like, does your team, do they feel the most loved and do they, do they feel the best fed by you? Do they feel it by me? Yeah. And usually not. Um, <laughs> but we're trying to get to that place where like, that's, that's what we're going to fight for that main thing. Yeah. Um, they sense the love of Jesus. They sense the genuineness and um, the, the flawedness, the transparency, the brokenness. But they also sense um, that, you know, we're going to feed them the word of God and, and just keep the main thing, the main thing. So yeah. I think by doing that, we've seen, we've seen not, not really just growth, but we've seen fruit. Um, 
you know, we had, we, we, we had our first, you know, our first Easter service as a church. And the next week we saw eight people get baptized. And, um, one of them was this, this guy we've been ministering to for like a year. Yeah. Um, who's an atheist, uh, came to my small group a year ago as an atheist and came six months later and started attending for a while as now he's agnostic. There might be a God, but he's not sure which one is right. And, you know, for six months he's ha- had a Bible question every week and, mm-hmm. um, he got saved on Easter and baptized the next week. And just, I think keeping Jesus the center of it and it's not, you know, about us, it's not about our name, it's not about the exchange, it's we're trying, we're trying to keep the focus on Jesus. I think that's just been the, the best thing we, we can do. Yeah, and I love that, because you're training people, it's a culture, it's not like it's necessarily a program, but you're mm-hmm. always asking questions, mm-hmm. bringing it up, uh, making sure that Jesus is in the forefront of people's minds and how they embrace ministry and do ministry. Um, but let me ask you another question, sort of in a negative sense. Yeah. What happens when we don't embrace the ways of the cross? When we rely on our flesh, He's not of the spirit, yeah. um, because let's just be honest. We all have. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we stumble, and we God is so gracious to mm-hmm. give us that mercy when we need it. But w- what have you seen the result of when when people don't embrace this paradox and want to just go in the ways that they just that naturally come? To mm-hmm. I mean, it seems like our heart naturally bends towards either becoming self righteous. Mm-hmm. You know, we've graduated from the cross, and we we can maintain our own righteousness. So very become self-righteous, legalistic people, or, you know, the other side, obviously, is you just become maybe uh, another form of that, but it's arrogant, it's, it's loose, it's I can do what I want, you no know, accountability, it's, um, and, you know, we've seen that, I've seen that, like, for some reason, you know, so we have some people, you know, in our community who are out of addiction background, and I seem to have just a greater grace for them, I seem to be more patient with them, yeah. um, people who come out of the church for many years, or maybe a legalistic background, I just have less patience, and that's on me, like, I have to remind myself that I cannot become a Pharisee towards Pharisees, yeah. um, I have to preach the gospel to myself, like, Jesus did spend time with Nicodemus, you mm-hmm. know, and he did answer his questions, and, um, I think there's a side where I need to be just loving, not just to the addicted tax collector sinner, but I need to be lo- just as loving to the Pharisee because I know I have my heart can bend both of those ways. I can become a Pharisee and I can become, you know, maybe an immoral person who doesn't think he needs God in my heart, you know, and I, I so I think as we try to communicate the cross and everything we do, it helps, it helps, you know, go from one of those two areas, you know, in our heart. Yeah. So the gospel definitely forms the way we do ministry mm-hmm. um, in our churches with our own leaders. But how does it form us and shape us for doing ministry in the world, being on mission? Mm-hmm. Uh, what does the paradox of the cross teach us about just simply reaching our community and sharing the gospel with others? Yeah. Um, you know, I think sometimes there's, obviously, there's always extremes. And I, I've noticed with churches, with early church plants, there's like this idea of like, let's go evangelize. We want to reach new people. And yes, that is our heart. And we want to. Um, but there's a side where our own leaders are broken. Our, you know, how can we disciple others if we're not discipled? Yeah. Sometimes we just need to sit at the feet of Jesus for a little while before we go. And I think that part of, part of what we're trying to do is before we, we say take the mountain, we're, we're saying sit at the feet of Jesus. Yeah. So I think that it kind of needs to stem from that. Um, and that's what we're trying to encourage. Because I know that I can be very task-driven. Let's go do this. Let's go conquer this. But we just need to be and exist and enjoy Jesus. Mm-hmm. So I think part of mission just needs to stem from that, out of that overflow, out of that enjoyment with Jesus, out of that intimacy with Jesus. Yeah. Um, and then it has, and again, it, eventually there has to be action. 
you know, I, I also see just being in the church for so long, you just, people want to talk theology, sit in groups, sit in small groups, or have these one-on-one debates until 2 a.m., and, and while all around us is hurting, broken people, families that are broken, and um, they're actually looking and wanting to be loved and, and, you know, wanting to know, do Christians care and do they care with their actions and their service? And so mm-hmm. um, we, we got to engage. We got to love and serve. So um, I think that this will change our tone in which we speak to people. When you understand the cross and, and Jesus saved me and I, I'm, I'm the chiefest of sinners, yeah. you know, I'm that fool. It kind of changes how we speak. It's not arrogantly. I think it makes us better listeners. Yeah. Um, I love when Jesus talks about the kingdom being like a seed because a seed is extremely vulnerable. You know, a bird can snatch it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't seem to be that, you know, like you look at a seed, it doesn't seem to be that powerful, but yet in the soil um, with no weeds or thorn, you know, it can produce crazy power, right? It can produce life. Um, and so I love how the gospel almost seems to be weak, but yet when it's planted into a heart or soul, you see it take root and power and you see that life, that person's life transformed. Yeah. And so um, I just think that there, again, going back to the paradox of the cross, um, there's a side of where you see the cross seems like we lost. The cross seems foolish. Mm-hmm. As Paul even said, it's, it's a message of foolishness to those who are perishing. Yeah. It seems weak and foolish. And yet when you really embrace it, you know that through Jesus's uh, death came life and through brokenness, you know, came health and healing. And um, that's what I love about the cross. And I love about doing ministry from that because you're going in just very transparent and people think, what, what is, what's to this? There's nothing special about you guys. Mm-hmm. And yet when they hear the message, they go, oh my gosh, this is the message my heart's been longing for all, for, for all of my life. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I think there's something about ministering in, in both in that humble, broken, but yet in that, again, that power that we, we talked about earlier. Yeah. And that's why Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel mm-hmm. for it is the power of God, mm-hmm. you know? And it's interesting because it's a simple, simplistic, stupid message to the world the foolishness of preaching, but yet there's that power and that wisdom mm-hmm. and the grace and the love. And even Jesus, he came to seek and save lost. His demonstration on the cross was an act of love mm-hmm. and of power and of his meekness. And just, it's beautiful to just continue to think about those things. And um, mm-hmm. as sort of we close up, do you have any last words, counsel, encouragement when it comes to just embracing the cross practically uh, that you'd want to give other leaders and just encourage them in to, to do that? I mean, yeah, I'd say, you know, um, the people we listen to, the things we read obviously shape us, you yeah. know, more than maybe we think. And, um, you know, I love learning from everyone that I can. I want to read guys that are different than me. I want to read guys that will challenge me and push me. Yeah. Um, but I, 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 in this season too, have had to like, kind of set aside books for a little while and just read the Bible again yeah. um, and enjoy that again and, and not read it for the sake I'm teaching it this weekend. Um, or not read it because I want to, I'm meeting with this person and I need to find a good verse. Like, I think that I just need to enjoy, you know, the word, enjoy Jesus, who is the word, um, you know, see Christ in every passage of scripture, knowing it all points to him. Mm-hmm. I, I do think that that is going to be so key for us. Um, because again, trends come and go and there's so many good books out there and, yeah. um, it sometimes can be overwhelming. And I'd say, you know, if we can just keep, um, God's word as a lamp into our feet and a light into our path, and have that written on our forehead and written on our arm. Like, you know, yeah. I, I want to try to lead more in that way because I've seen, you know, I've seen myself, my heart get caught up in like, well, this leader, well, this leader, well, this leader. Um, and it's almost like, well, I'm of Apollos, I'm of Paul, I'm of Cephas. And it's like, rather than just going, God gives an increase. And yeah. this is something of the spirit. And um, so I think like, you know, this, how does Warren Wearsby say it? Like the spirit takes the word of God mm-hmm. um, to produce like the life of God. Yeah. Um, and I think that's just, you know, our desire right now is to be spirit dependent, 
look to the word and let God, you know, give the increase. That's good, man. Yeah, I, I just, I try, I try to constantly tell that to um, the leaders of my church, that ministry is just an overflow of the heart. Mm-hmm. You know, like our mission is to pursue and to proclaim Jesus. And the reason why it's in that order is because if we proclaim Jesus without pursuing him, we lost it. Mm-hmm. As leaders, mm-hmm. we are the mission of Christ. And I tell people that all the time. You don't want to forget that because if you don't abide in Christ, you're not going to bear fruit. Mm-hmm. He is the gospel. Mm-hmm. He's the good gospel simply means good news. He is good news. Like the good news of the gospel is that we get God. Mm-hmm. We get exactly. a relationship with God. Exactly. And so we're not just just preaching a, a, a philosophy or an idea. Uh, we're preaching Christ and Him crucified, mm-hmm. the actual person, our King and Savior. And so um, we're blessed to be able to embrace that. And the way that we embrace it is just like everyone else. We're just a community of sinners saved by grace. Mm-hmm. And so when we repent, when we turn from the ways of the world and uh, having our eyes revealed in this reality and turn to Jesus, mm-hmm. man, we really found life. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how we were redeemed and saved. And mm-hmm. so, uh, man, thanks so much for having this conversation with us about the, the ways of the cross. And uh, I, I just I just love that you're in our community. Uh, God's doing amazing things in your church and, um, mm-hmm. and in your life, man. So appreciate your friendship and, thanks, and your man. time, man. Yeah, love you too, man. Thank you. Yep. Well, like I said, uh, living for Jesus, man, it could be hard, but let me just tell you, it is totally worth it. It is so important to be reminded of this truth as church leaders and not give up. Uh, That's why I love that interview to talk, just the reality of saying it's okay. The ways of the cross are hard, but they lead to life. And and what does that look like as church leaders? Uh, Just want to encourage you, keep on pressing on. 1 Corinthians 15, 58 says, Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. Listen, as church leaders, we need to acknowledge that ministry is hard, but we need to go to God's Word and say, but it's not in vain. Living for Jesus is hard, but it's totally worth it. Serving Him is worth it. And on today's one piece of advice, I have Pastor Cody King sharing this truth, that ministry is hard and it's worth it. And I met Cody at a conference, Expositors Collective in Bradenton, Florida. My friend Pilgrim was hosting this conference and it was just a sweet training conference that a lot of Calvary Chapel guys did about teaching other guys how to teach the Bible and and to put in the work and the sermon prep. And um, it was just super, super, really, uh, super helpful and and sort of um, humbling and hard because I was going not as a speaker, but as a learner, as a as a student. And Cody was my mentor for the weekend. And so I actually had to mock up a message, a 10 minute message, and have him critique it, uh, along with uh, my buddy Neil Spencer, and, and just get input to get better. And a lot of people don't realize this. If you wanna get better, you have to put in the discipline to practice the work. And it can be a, a humbling thing to get advice and counsel from other people, but this is so important for us if we wanna grow. And so I had a great time at this Expositors Collective and just the love and encouragement Cody brought in my life. I was like, man, I would love to have you share a one piece of advice. And and he's going to share with us how ministry is hard work. But listen, just because we acknowledge ministry is hard work does not mean it's not worth it. It actually means it is worth it. Anything that is great often takes a lot of discipline, a lot of time, a lot of effort. And let me just tell you, Jesus is worth it. This is why the Bible exhorts us to worship him because he truly is worship or worth it and so here is cody king he's pastoring out in colorado at redemption calvary in colorado um and so i'm really excited for him to share this one piece of advice for you 
to One Piece of Advice, brought to you by eeleaders.com, a ministry to encourage and equip church leaders. Hey, my name is Cody King. I'm the pastor of Redemption Calvary, which is in Commerce City, Colorado. It's a suburb of Denver. And uh, one piece of advice that I would give is from Galatians chapter 6, verse 9, which says, And let us not grow weary in doing good, for in due season we'll reap a harvest if we do not lose heart. Uh, the whole heart behind this and the whole idea behind this is just don't give up that there's a season for planting, there's a season for reaping, and they're not the same season. And so you've got to be willing to understand that the season I find myself in is not where I'm going to be in the future. Essentially, we tend to underestimate what we can do in the long term and overestimate what we can do in the short term. I think I'm gonna be able to do something greater right here, right now, than I probably am gonna be able to do. And I underestimate what a lifelong faithfulness looks like. And so if you really want to see God use you in the, the ministry he's called you to, in the context he's given you, in the things and the gifts that he's given you to perform, uh, then you need to think long term, long view, not just right here, right now, but in the future. It, it's going to get hard. That's just the truth. And the reality is that there's a real enemy who really hates you. He wants to get you to quit. And if he does, then you're never used for the things that God wants to use you for. And so I just want to encourage you, don't quit. It's going to get hard. You're going to get discouraged. There's going to be people against you. You maybe even have uh, people who are around you, and they're going to quit, and that's going to tempt you to quit. I know for me, I had a guy that was uh, trying to help me in planting our church, uh, a Marine that was deployed multiple times uh, overseas in combat zones. And he came to me and told me, this is too hard. Church planting is hard. Ministry is difficult. It's going to be hard. And if you're not leaning into Jesus and the resources that he has, you're going to fall short. So trust Jesus and just don't quit. Well, before we preach to others, we have to learn to preach to ourselves. Oftentimes as church leaders, we're so good at encouraging other people, uh, speaking scripture and truth over people, but yet we actually need to labor and work hard to speak truth over others our lives to make sure we're not buying into lies and so on the next episode i have a conversation with my friend pastor ben corson uh, from hope generation on the importance of preaching to yourself as you serve the lord that's right we need to preach to ourselves, and it's a uh, a great episode full of energy full of biblical truth and some practical helps to for us to be encouraged as we serve the lord so until next time know that jesus's ways are good what you're doing has eternal significance, so don't give up. Keep pressing on and know that I am praying for you. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to this Leadership Lessons podcast. You can watch all the episodes and get all the show notes at eeleaders.com. If this podcast was a blessing to you, I would love for you to share it with your friends on social media. You can find us on social media at eeleaders. You can also help us spread the word by simply writing a review on iTunes or Google Play. My hope for you with this podcast is that it will encourage you and equip you to continue to serve Jesus. Because remember, there's nothing better than doing what God has called you to do.